welcome to the Resurgence Podcast. Hal Kamenitsi-Gasson, and I am your host. This podcast is dedicated to sharing Indigenous languages and perspectives. Our goal is to highlight Indigenous worldviews, and more importantly, to encourage learners to find their true voice and to unapologetically share it with the world. How could the Dumpscat know Nigan Ninanaskumunun Skagisagak Asamina Nui Sunni Stoma, a Halcameron Sika Sun Nipsikupawini Nahku Che Howard Cameron Kagiti Teko and Norlane Grey Eyes Nini Giguak Mina Nistanopegosap Nitatu Pipanan Megwats. For those of you who do not understand or speak Nihiawewin, first and foremost, I'm thankful for this day. Again, my name is Hal Cameron. I'm from amongst the Willow Cree people here in Beardies and Nukamasa's First Nation on Treaty 6 territory. My parents are Norlane Grey Eyes and the late Howard Cameron. And I am presently 31 years old, or in Nihiawewin, 31 winters. Wow, we're, we're actually doing this. Welcome to the first episode of the Resurgence Podcast. Well, first, let's... I, I introduced myself in a formal way, the way that I feel is important as a nihio to remember who you are, who you come from, and where you come from. So to go in a little bit deeper into who I am, I have been a language learner for the past four or five years now, and it's been a journey. We'll put it that way. There's so much that goes into being a language learner, um, and it's full of triumphs, it's full of challenges, it's, it's packed with vulnerability, and those are some of the things that I want to be able to highlight in this podcast. I want to share in my own journey of what it's like to be a language learner in these times and to create a space where I can share in conversations with other Indigenous folk and and base those conversations around our respective languages and our respected worldviews. All right, so now that all the formalities are out of the way, let's just get right into it. February 12th, I ago. Uh, so February 12th, uh, today is a significant day because it is the day that my late father had left the earth. And I know some of you may be thinking, holy shit, that's kind of a dark way to start off your podcast. But as this day was approaching, I, I was thinking about it and it's been eight years since he since he's left the earth and I've, I've went through the the grieving process and I instead of using this day to reflect on those memories to think about the sad times the loneliness and and all those things why not I wanted to be able to create something new something good out of that experience and so that I could create new memories to reflect on of honoring his life in that way it's almost like something being born out of the ashes of grief if you will 
So reflecting on the the memory of my late dad uh, on this day specifically, I wanted to be able to shape the conversation that we're going to have today around honoring our loved ones in a proper manner in the language. And I just found it so, so fitting how the, the memory of him and the start of this podcast, this resurgence podcast, it's, it's all coming together because it has allowed me to reflect on the memory of him and his experiences of being a residential school survivor and the traumatic things that he he had to go through and to overcome and persevere to up until the point of when I entered this world during his final couple years of his life we were able to share in a lot of beautiful conversations around uh, our identity, culture, traditions, uh, healing, um, and and have those discussions around the importance of language and, and why he didn't teach us um, when we were children. And even though at that time it was still hard for me to make sense of that decision, and but we were able to come to a place together and start that that journey start my language learning journey and him being my my first teacher so here here I am 8 years later just ready to continue that journey that we started together before we get started on on a side note um i just want to encourage other language learners who are either on this journey or beginning this journey that you're you're not alone that I am just as vulnerable as you may be feeling I I know what those feelings uh, that surround uh, the language learning journey what that feels like in here you will see me fumble with words or you'll see me laugh at myself at times or even just struggle and and that's okay and I just want to make that a normal thing because we it will be impossible if we wanted this journey to be perfect the whole way through it takes work it takes time it takes dedication it takes vulnerability but we got this the topic that we'll be basing our conversation around today will be learning or me sharing some of the helpful phrases that that i've learned around or that i've heard uh, around honoring loved ones who have who have passed on as in nehio custom as in cree custom here we it's not respectful to be referring to loved ones as if they're in the present tense and so there are ways in the language that that highlight that that honor that journey that that individual has taken to the next world one one that i've i've heard probably the most frequent is when when someone is talking about someone who has passed on they refer to them by name but it's always followed by kagiti so my late father his name is howard cameron and to honor him not being here anymore i would follow his name with kagiti so howard cameron kagiti 
And from how I understand that that phrase kagi tit I don't I don't know if it's like kagi tit is like a if there's a literal English translation. I just it helps to it makes sense to me that it's more like an indicator of when they were here on earth they were known as this name. I would encourage those of you who are nehyo that if you are going to refer to a loved one who has passed on to if you're going to refer to them by name that you you follow that up immediately with kagitit and it that shows a lot of respect for the life that they lived while they were here another term that you often hear that is used in the language to to describe that someone is no longer with us is in relative terms to uh how we relate to them uh, through kinship and i guess it highlights the importance of knowing the kinship terms of your loved ones and so throughout the beginning of the podcast i was introducing things and i would say the word nohtawi pan and that refers to my late father nohtawi is the word for my father but adding the pun at the end um, honors that he's that he's deceased, and and so you can apply that to the different kinship terms of your loved ones who are no longer here. And for example, nukumpan, uh, so my grandmother who's no longer here, nmoshumpan, the my grandfather who is no longer here, nstespan. It's like my older brother who's no longer here. Nimispan, my older sister who's no longer here. And all these are true relative terms that I can use to describe loved ones who are, who are deceased. And I remember hearing this once in in an elder's prayers. This elder was 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 speaking and they they called out they said kiko kumpanwak kumushumpanwak and just from my experience of just hearing the language and coming to this understanding i knew that he was referring to our grandmothers and grandfathers who are like our ancestors who have who are no longer a part of this world who are deceased so like this the spiritual aspect of where they are. He was calling upon them. And uh, that was a really comforting feeling. Another term that I've used and that I've heard is, and I used it earlier in the in the podcast when I was describing the significance of this day, I said, and they have left the earth. Um, and... So the morphology of how that word comes together is eki when you see when you hear a word that is an e at the beginning it's yeah, I don't want to sound like a linguist and I don't want to get into that realm of uh, describing things but it just it's just called conjunct mode and if you hear the language enough you'll and you you'll start to piece together the differentiation of that of those these different modes of who you're talking about and when 
But anyways, <laughs> we will, yeah, in continuation, when you hear a key, the key part talks about something that has already happened. It's in the past tense. Egi nagatasket. Nagat comes from the word for to leave or to have left or leaving. Um, and egi nagatasket. A ski is the word for earth, um, but it being conjunct mode, you say skit and add that ending to it. I've also heard people say it like skit, um, and I think that's just uh, based on your region and how uh, your community speaks. So, skit or the same and I really like this term because I I feel that it it highlights the uh, it's it's like the the spirit of the person departs and I find this really beautiful and that it it highlights Nehio worldview around around death and that it is a another journey that it's not the end and i think the the last point that i want to make in, in relation to this topic is i'm i'm very fortunate enough to be able to be surrounded by really good fluent speakers and um members of my family who are Ready of readily available, and I know a lot of people aren't that fortunate. So, I so I intend to use this this position of privilege in a way to be able to share what I've learned and what I've heard through conversations with with loved ones who are really good speakers, and. So like last week, I was sitting with uh, Nimo Shum, my, my grandfather, and he, we were talking about this idea around, uh, around loved ones who had passed on, and, and, and then he said something really, really beautiful, really profound, and he went, something that he's heard um, when elders and stuff has spoken about it or have prayed, um, he said something, and I apologize if I butcher how he's saying it or what his initial thought was. Um, but he said something along the lines like, And it's like the, when talking about when our loved ones pass, it's like our, it's like they're they're leading the way to the creator or or where where our loved ones are are called upon they're like leading the way and uh i don't know that just that too left me feeling really um comforted and and blessed to have just shared in that little moment of reflecting of our loved ones so just to reflect on on this this new opportunity, this new journey that I'm embarking on to invite others to participate in, to listen in on, and to just share in this journey 
it's such a, a humbling feeling to be in this position. And I'm just really thankful for the continued support of friends and loved ones who who have, I guess, motivated me to take this step or to even have encouraged me to, or even have convinced my, helped me convince myself that to believe that I had a story worth telling, that what I'm going through in this, in this language learning journey that I'm taking upon is something that so many other people need to hear as well and I believe that there are a lot of us indigenous people who who have really profound stories really profound messages that that need to be shared that need to be heard and a lot of us can benefit from from sharing these types of stories these types of conversations and then finding those supports to encourage one another to support one another in in this in this journey or in these in this time of now of the things that are going on right now that we're that we are faced with these different challenges especially around language acquisition and to some of my loved ones who who have are listening in or 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 who have also have been reflecting on what this day means the intention behind this day like even though it's it's filled with with memories it may bring up those feelings of sadness and loneliness and grieving and all those things that we're entitled to feel i hope that this has encouraged a a different outlook when we when we think about uh our loved ones who have who have gone into the spirit world to normalize those conversations around death and and how the language and the language that we use shapes how how we see that and that it's especially in Nehiyawewin or in Nehio worldview that death is just a uh, it's an honor it's a it's another journey it allows us to continue that relationship it's just one aspect of that being of that person who's no longer with us is no longer here the physical part but the other aspects are still very much at play especially the spiritual and I think that that is a nehiwak, a four-bodied person, as it's described in the language, the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual beings that make up a whole person. It's like that spiritual aspect is really key, and it that part never goes away. And and through the language, we can call upon those loved ones, and that their their spirit and that the spiritual aspect of who we are. It's timeless. And so they're always there sitting, listening, ready and willing to help us from where they are. And that's the beauty of our language. And that's what, I, what I'd what i like to, to share with more young people or more learners um, so that they, they can, you all can get to that point of being able to see it in a different way by um, being able to... S- how am I trying to put this? Uh, I'm starting to get tongue-tied. Um, but being able to see the world through a Nehio lens. And I believe that most, if not all, indigenous languages are are rooted in in spirit, are rooted in kinship, are rooted in the land. And 
And in saying that, I feel very fortunate to be in this position. And I spoke about that privilege earlier of, and so that's where, where I feel I need to step up and to share more of my own experiences of what I've went through and what I'm continuing to go through and share that willingly to make the the journey for others who are embarking on this to make it a little easier so you're not starting from nothing. Yeah, to feel I feel very fortunate to be in this position from reflecting back on that moment that I made that conscious choice to to jump onto this this journey of language learning which is like just full of these heavy feelings and thoughts of like vulnerability and uh and some guilt and some shame and all those things that I wasn't prepared for and I didn't have anyone to who was showing me what to do it's like I had to learn all of it on the fly and it was very tiring (laughs) but I know that each one of you or those who are wanting to be engaged in more language learning, you're going to have to go through your own process. You're going to have to find things that meet your own needs. You're going to have to, uh, I'm not going to lie. It's like, you're, it's gonna, not going to be easy. You're still going to have to go through so many challenges, but I just want to prepare you for some things that will be coming down the road, that those things won't go away but at least you'll be able to anticipate for when those times come and that you have supports like myself available to help you through it. So in me like sharing this with you, I I feel it's really beneficial for for you listeners or for you um, language learners out there. Uh, It's really beneficial for you to hear this side of the journey. And I look forward to sharing in more in more depth and more detail of the different aspects of language learning that that isn't talked about. And so in future episodes, I, I want to go into depth around how mental health affects your, your language learning, how trauma affects your language learning, how um, just living in society today really affects your language learning. Um, there's just so many things that are at play right now that make uh, the job of a language learner, um, really, really difficult. And as difficult as that is, that doesn't mean that it's impossible, that I'm here, that we're here still, and we're embarking on this journey, knowing full well all the things, all the challenges that are at play, and all the things that we're still overcoming, yet we're still embarking on this. And I don't want the the content that I'm sharing to focus on all the negative things like the challenges and whatnot and i i guess i i don't want all of the reflections and content of a language learner to be solely focused on the negative aspects or the negative challenges that we must go through but also i will reflect on those moments and those memories of times where i felt like i was moving mountains for learning or for understanding a, a little piece of a story or, or a little piece in the conversation where it didn't need to be translated because when they were speaking to me, this image was painted in my brain for how descriptive the language is. And 
to get to that moment, it was such a personal achievement and made me feel so alive and so connected. And I look forward to hearing and experiencing other people's journeys of when that happens for them. And for, for those of you who are embarking on this language learning journey for the first time or have been on this road for a long time, um, I, I strongly encourage that you you make a conscious choice to to fill as much space in your daily life as possible for the language. Um, that is my my own that's what I've embarked on. That's the choice that I've made and that's a stance that I'm that I've been taking every day to to do so. And so from the moment that I wake up uh, to when I when I close my eyes at the end of the day, it's like in between there, I'm, I'm consciously trying to fill that space with the language. And we're so fortunate enough today that we have many resources in order to do that. We have, we have different podcasts. We have uh, NBC radio. We have YouTube videos. We have, um, I guess you have books. You have like so many things where you could be hearing the language and I think that those are the steps that need to be taken in order to really see the language uh, be resurged, to be reawoken within our children and within ourselves as, as learners or as Nehiwak or Yinuak, indigenous people. And it's such a wonderful feeling seeing so many people embarking on their own language learning journey. Uh, if I could do some reflecting, it wasn't that long ago where I was probably like a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago. No, <laughs> not that long ago. Maybe it was like at least three years ago where I felt like I was I was doing really well in my language learning journey. And um, I kind of came to a standstill and I wanted to seek out supports and um, peer supports to, to see what other language learners or going through and and how we could support one another but at that time it was it was really scarce like it was hard to find young people my own age who were trying to to embark on this this journey as well and so to be at this point now to see so many other people seeing the importance and to seeing how vital it is to our our existence it's such a wonderful feeling it's like it like makes the ground shake. It I feel like it's this this storm off in the distance, and you can feel it rumbling, but you know it's coming and it's near. And I feel that that's where we're at. And it just demonstrates just how powerful we are when we start to root ourselves back into what the Creator put us on this earth to do. So with that, uh, I strongly encourage if. If you're willing to provide feedback, like please reach out. Like I'm, um, there's a Facebook page, there's an Instagram page. Um, you could also reach me through email at uh, Hal Cameron at resurgencepodcast.com. Yeah, just feel free to give that feedback to, or even ask questions or concerns, or even just give some helpful ideas to what you, as a learner, would like to hear a topic based on something that you're going through or 
And if I have some knowledge in that and, or experience in that, that I'm willing to share that with you. So feel free to reach out like that. And yeah, so with that, I, yeah, thank you once again for taking the time to, to listen to me. And it's, it's still kind of weird to be able to be sitting here and just talking amongst myself, but I intend for future episodes to have guests and uh, to be able to share and be inspired by other Indigenous people doing amazing things, especially if we shape it around language. Uh, I find that that part is really exciting to me. And so with that, I just want to give thanks once again for you taking the time to listen. In Nihiyawe Win, we say, That's it for now. And uh, hopefully you... Just stay tuned for the next episode.